Did you know nearly 9 out of 10 businesses nationwide say they more heavily relied on digital tools this year than before? When you think about it, it makes sense. New challenges called for better tech solutions, and Paycom is one of those tools. With Paycom, employees can enter and manage their own HR data in one easy-to-use software. No matter where they are, the mobile app gives them 24-7 access. How prepared is your company for the next new challenge? You should check out Paycom.com. Being there for our military heroes, even after they've left active duty, is a mission Ford Motor Company takes to heart. That's why Ford is a proud supporter of iHeartRadio's Vets You Should Know podcast. I was taught this is normal. This is what happens. And I'm sorry this happened to you, but expect it from now on. And so I said, you know what? Somebody has to do better. Some They deserve better. So I decided if nobody's going to do it, then I guess I have to. Check out iHeartRadio's Vet You Should Know podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell Ford about a service member you're proud of using the hashtag proud to honor and Ford will give a hundred bucks on your behalf to military charities up to three and a half million dollars. Welcome to Cody cast. This is Cody Allen's podcast. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Jason Updean right here on his way to his 23rd number one hit Rearview town. That sounds pretty good. Doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing, man. I'll be honest with you. It's, um, you know, to look back and, over the years and and you know you, you don't really pay attention to to that number very often and you know you just kind of put your singles out and you know you cut your albums and put the singles out and then you kind of look up and you got 10 and then 15 and 20 and now 23 it's like it's 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 crazy is it just as sweet for the 23rd time coming up here soon as it was the first time around yeah, I mean, it is for me. Obviously, that first one's always going to be really special. Um, you know, anytime you experience anything like that for the first time, it's it's really exciting and, and special. But, you know, I kind of look at it at a, from a different place now. It's it's the fact that I've been, uh, you know, kind of been around now for 15 years or whatever it's been. And, and um, you know, we've we've kind of been allowed to stick around that long, and people still like what we do this, this far in the game to me it. You know, it means as much to me now as it ever did. Yeah. What do you remember about your first trip to Nashville? Uh, my first trip to Nashville, I, I just remember thinking, I have no idea where to go. <laughs> like, I'm here, you know, I'm here, I'm a singer, I want to get a record deal, and I have zero idea of where to go or what to, you know, who to talk to, what door to knock on, what door not to knock on, where I should play. It was a little overwhelming. And, um, you know, I, I went home and, remember, you know, I just remember going home and just thinking, like, man, I do not know how this is going to happen. So, you know, I had my band in Georgia, and and I just kept playing clubs and playing clubs and trying to get some interest that way and get people to come see what I was doing. And, and ultimately, that was how I ended up getting to Nashville was my producer, Michael Knox, uh, saw me playing in a bar and uh, brought me to town, and, and I signed a, a songwriting deal here in town. How much money did you have in your checking account when you got to Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man... I don't know, not much, not much at all. I remember, you know, I remember when I first moved to Nashville, I would, you know, I would order like a pizza for mm. dinner and I would eat like like a couple pieces and then I'd put it in the refrigerator and I would eat it for like 3 days for dinner. So, 
like just to have dinner for three days or whatever. So there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Or I'd have a friend come over and we'd split, you know, a $10 pizza. We'd throw him five bucks each. And it was, you know, it's it's hardcore, man, when you when you come here and you're trying to get everything up and running and, and you know, not a lot of money. and it's. Uh, but, man, you know, I also think that those are the things that, that really make you – you know, appreciate things a lot more when it when it finally does happen, and and be thankful and not take it for granted. How much is in your checking account now? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I actually don't know that number either. But if I did, I, I probably wouldn't tell you on the air. That's it. Uh, you're building a house here in Nashville, um, and I know you had a great house before. Are there things you're you're missing about the old place already? Well, yeah. I mean, so our house before was really cool it you know we bought that place we honestly never thought we would sell it so or you know we we thought we'd be there so we also didn't have two young kids at the time and as we started having kids we realized that the house just really wasn't quite set up the way we needed it to be it as cool as it was it just it wasn't really the perfect setup for us and so I just kind of came home one day and asked Britt, I just said, you know, what do you think about selling this? And really just, let's just go build exactly what we want. And, yeah. and so just kind of be done with it. And so she was on board and, and so that's what we did. You know, we started trying to, you know, went and looked at a bunch of houses, trying to figure out what exactly we wanted and, and actually put a lot of thought and time into, you know, making sure we did everything right with this house, because we do want to be there from, from now on. Like, this is our forever home. So, um, you know, so we put a lot of time into it, and, and uh, we thought that it may take us longer to sell our house than it did, so we put it up for sale, and then, you know, I was thinking, man, it could take us a year, maybe two years to sell our house. You just never know, and we sold it in like seven months. And and they wanted to close on it in ten days, so I was like, I had basically had like ten days to go find a house and and um, you know kind of get us situated. And Britt was pregnant pregnant with Navy, yeah. so she was due like in the next couple of weeks, and it was it was a little crazy, man. But uh, you know it all worked out, and, and we uh, right now we're renting a house that's in a neighborhood. And, and one thing I've learned that I do not want to live in a neighborhood. I do know that, <laughs> so. The one thing I miss about my my old house is we had about a hundred, I don't know, hundred twenty, hundred thirty acres out there, and and so you know a lot of just kind of privacy, and yeah. you know I, now I'm having to deal with like the HOA, and <laughs> so it's just I am not cut out for neighborhood life, man. I'm just picturing you and the family like on a cul-de-sac right now. It's a great neighborhood. It's just. I don't know. I'm just not like I want to get out and ride four wheelers around and like go fishing and all that stuff. It's yeah. like I don't know. Not deal with the HOA. <laughs> you uh, you mentioned Navy, uh, born recently. So um, what's been like the personality traits you've already sort of like recognized with her? Like what's she like? Man, I'll be honest. She is the happiest kid I've ever seen in my life. Mm. She is one of those that just anytime you you know, walk up to her, walk in her room and she's, you know, wakes up from a nap or she wakes up in the morning or whatever. And you just walk in and stick your head over, over the, into the crib. I mean, she immediately starts smiling. She's got two big dimples, you know, and, and she's just like the happiest kid I've ever seen in my life. So it's, it's really, I don't know. It's great. She's just kind of like this little, this little burst of sunshine every day, you know, when you, when you see her, but she's, uh, 
she's really she's doing great, man. And then Memphis is uh, is talking more and more. We see a lot of that on social media right now. And and obviously anybody who's been a parent knows that learning toddler ease is not easy because they have their own language they speak and sometimes what they want gets lost in translation. Um, so has it been tough to sort of understand what he's saying? Yeah, you know, I mean, of course, it's it's a little hard, but as parents, you know, you kind of pick up on some things that nobody else really knows what what he's saying. You know, for us as parents, we're like, oh, he's talking about he wants, you know, what, milk or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's you have to pay attention, man, because he's, you know, there's sometimes he's talking and he's pretty emphatic <laughs> about whatever he's saying, and I have no clue what he's talking about, so... Um, but he's he's doing great too, and and uh, he is he is all boy man. He is yeah. wide open. I know he knows how to say "go Braves" at this point, right? Seriously. We're working on it. Okay, all right. We're working on it. I mean, as a Braves fan myself, this year, uh, this season has been so you know fantastic. I feel like they're going all the way, Jason. I feel like they got a, a good shot, man. They made um, you know made some some deals at the trade deadline to kind of sure up the the bullpen which was their biggest issue and and so they're scoring a lot of runs man that's part of it now they they could just keep the other teams from scoring though but you know that's the other yeah. part of it so their pitching was struggling a little bit i feel like they went out and got some of the pieces they need and mm-hmm. and uh they're, they're looking good man so i'm I'm excited trust me i'm a lifelong Braves fan so I, I love it and i know you've been to a game already this season right uh, I haven't been to a game this season. I went to the opening night of SunTrust Park, their new stadium. Yeah. I went to the first game there. Well, we got to go. We still have time. So, oh um, yeah, if if they go to the playoffs, I'm I'm going <laughs> no doubt. Real quick as we wrap here, uh, Ride All Night is the tour you're on right now, and in Rearview Town, obviously the single. So, when you look in the rear view of all the places you've been across the country with touring, um, I wonder what's changed for you because I, you know, obviously I, I see your social media. And I saw you the other day in Washington at Watershed. I can imagine you've been a, to about every venue there is at this point. But when it comes to traveling, how do you sort of see it now compared to the beginning? Um. It's cool, but I think a lot of people will probably think that we get to go and, and see all these places and do all these things, and it's like, you know, most of the time we see stuff, it's it's out the bus window, you know, or out, out of the plane window. Um, you know, we typically pull into a town in the morning and, um, you know, kind of get ready for the show. We play the show that night, and then we're rolling by 1 or 2 in the morning to go to the next town, you know, so it's right. not like we really have a chance to you know, stop and, and really go sightsee and do all these really cool, fun things like while we're on the road. And um, so that's why it's cool. Watershed, where we were at the other day, I mean, that's probably one of the coolest venues. Uh, you know, that and Red Rocks is probably the, the coolest venues that we've played to where visually you just can kind of sit there and go like, man, this is this is a this is a hell of a view at the office, you know. It's yeah. pretty pretty great. So, um, but uh, but typically, you know, we don't, I think people probably feel like we, you know, get to see a lot more things than we actually do. Uh, we see them, you know, usually going about 75 miles an hour, though. So, Look forward to seeing you on the road again soon, Jason. Thank you for the time. All right. I appreciate it, Cody. Thanks, Ray. This has been Cody Cast. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Cody is heard on hundreds of radio stations across America and seen on CMT Hot 20 Countdown every weekend. For more, go to cmtcody.com. 
Hey guys, it's Jake Brennan, host of Disgraceland. I want to tell you about a new podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called About a Girl. It tells the stories of the women behind the musical legends, the ones who inspired, supported, and challenged them on their way to greatness. Each episode, host Eleanor Wells will give voice to one of these influential women who helped chart the course of musical history. About a Girl comes to you from Double Elvis in partnership with iHeartRadio and is executive produced by me, Jake Brennan. Listen to About a Girl on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered why there are two ways to spell donuts? Or why some people think you can find water underground just by wandering around with a stick? Believe it or not, this is stuff you should know. You know the podcast with over a billion listens. It's now for your eyes, so you can read it. Stuff You Should Know, an incomplete compendium of mostly interesting things, covers everything from the origin of the Murphy bed to why people get lost. Pre-order at StuffYouShouldKnow.com or wherever books are sold.